So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. John 20, 3-7 Hello and welcome to The Well, a spiritual growth podcast from Saddleback Church. My name is Brandon Bathauer, and I'm excited to journey with you into words of truth. This is the second of three reflective shorts rooted in John chapter 20. Take a few moments out of your day to be reminded of the recreative work of the resurrection. Wherever you are, wherever you find yourself in this moment, take a deep breath and get settled. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but he did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. John 20, 3-7 After a long, difficult week filled with loss comes to an end, there seems to be two different ways of responding. One is to crash on the couch, open the ice cream carton, and seek some comfort. The other is to lace up your running shoes, open the door, and get running. This is what Peter and John, the writer of this account, decided to do. Imagine being these two, shattered, lost, overwhelmed with grief, still tossing and turning all night in the pain of loss of their Lord. Then, into the darkness of pre-morning dawn, the door flies open, and standing there is Mary Magdalene, breathless. Between gasps of breath, she tells you that the tomb is empty. Before you have time to even think about what is happening, your feet begin carrying you. Imagine what was going through their heads at that moment as their sandals slapped against cool dirt. Fear that their friend's body had been taken. Insult to injury at the thought of their friend's body being vandalized. Then, a crazy idea pops into your head. A quick memory of days before when Jesus said he would rise on the third day. You shake the thought away no, that, that's impossible. And yet, the slight smile on Mary's face as she shared the news gives you a strange sense of hope. Do you remember the feeling of a full effort run? You know that feeling when your jog turns into a full gait, shoulders back, give it your all kind of run? You know, when you stop being an adult for a moment, become that kid again racing with your friends in the yard? Imagine this is what that moment was like. 
Though there was dread and pain and fear, there was just a bit of childlike hope. Something new. Life again. This carried their feet. When was the last time you ran at full speed? When you let your feet fly with hope? Do you feel any hope rising up within you even now? Even if you're not sure what it is yet? The tomb is empty. Talk to the one who meets us in our pain, our loss, our brokenness. And the one who brings life out of it. Ask him to help you run again. So Peter and the other disciple started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter came along behind him and went straight into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the cloth that had been wrapped around Jesus' head. John 23 through 7. Jesus left it behind. Jesus, the one who restored and redeemed his dead and broken body, decided to leave some things behind in the tomb. The funeral linens that wrapped his body and prepared him for the long process of decay were no longer needed. Unlike the rest of what was in the tomb, these were not restored. They were left as something unnecessary, a figment of a reality that is no more. The question for you, as you peer inside this tomb and imagine the first day of this new week, is what do you need to leave behind? Through the power of the resurrection, Jesus is restoring and redeeming you, making you more and more into a glimpse of his new creation, his work to make all things right. The day of Jesus' resurrection was the first day of a new week, and we're all invited in this season to turn the page and step into this new week with him. Yet, one of the things that makes a new season new is that you do not carry into it the unneeded figments of a reality that is no more. You leave behind the old way of doing things, the old burdens, the old perspectives of a bygone age. A resurrected person does not need a coffin. God has much to redeem and restore as you enter into this new reality, this new week. But for now, focus yourself on this question. What do you need to leave behind in the tomb? What ways of thinking, what perspectives are like these funeral linens with no purpose for a resurrection reality? 
What habits from this past season do you need to leave in the tomb? What burdens or pains or tensions or grudges? You have a new identity, so put off the old ways. God wants you to walk afresh into this new creation week, filled with hope, unburdened by what should be left behind. Talk to God about these things and make a commitment to Him right now. What do you need to leave behind in the tomb? O oh God, creator of new creation, the one who does not cease to redeem what is broken, make new what has grown tired, and make alive what has died. The stone is rolled away, hope springs forth. I come to you at the end of a very long and painful week. On the first day of this new week, as new day breaks, Remind me that though sorrow may last for the night, joy comes in the morning. Please help me to put off the old self with its practices in order to put on the new. Lead the way, Jesus. Lead me into the new day you have for me in the power of your resurrection. In Jesus' name, amen.